1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile
0: banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
1: Whatever you're funny, Peacock's got it exclusively. Stream classic sitcoms like The Office, Parks and Recreation, and Two and a Half Met. Plus, catch Peacock original comedies like AP Bio and Stay by the Bell. For all your exclusive comedy phase, go to peacocktv.com and get started. Miramind. Turn my mind until I don't know who I am man. Good morning and welcome to a late November edition of the Arsenal Opinion podcast. I am here with Ash. Hey mate, how are you? I'm great. this is our first uh, our first dual podcast. It is I heard your cry for help after
0: the last one.
1: Yeah and for reference everybody, I, I went it alone. Um, uh, last week and the sad fact of the matter is I really enjoyed it uh, like like going like going to eat dinner on your own Like, it's not as bad as you think and then before you know it you've dumped your girlfriend and you're just sitting in a restaurant on your own every week and I think that that's where the podcast could have gone
0: uh, it's not kind of how I heard it I, th- I definitely <laughs> heard it as a cry for help if you ever find yourself one man talking into a mic with the hope that someone might listen
1: the, the The worrying thing friend. was, I was quite panicked before I did it, but i I got into it fifty minutes later. I was still there ranting like a like a crazed old man there we go um, but it 's um, always much better to to have somebody to sit opposite me and shoot the shit about arsenal and there 's been there 's been a lot of goings on since we last spoke. I think um, we last came on about a month ago. Um, we can go through the Bournemouth game. Um, We can talk about the transfer budget and the horrible rumours about the scary number. And then we can talk Spurs United because next week is going to be an extremely busy one. Well, Sunday to Wednesday is like, you're heading over, right?
0: I'm going to be in Blighty um, and uh, not for the North London derby, unfortunately, um, because it's always good to treat the homeless at Christmas. Um, (laughs) But uh, I had to get that one in, didn't I? Uh, No, I'm hopefully going to be at Old Trafford for the uh, United game. I
1: like going there.
0: Oh, are you going to be? You're going to I be seeing in the fancy seats, right? You're not. Uh, well, you're I have, I might just might just slip my way into the away end. I've got a, i have got may have a ticket. It's worthwhile because I think I think
1: we might have enough to beat them.
0: I do as well. though. I mean, they're in a terrible like state. Quite a lot, actually, but they're in a bad way. I mean, he's dropped dropped uh, Sanchez today. He's dropped Pogba today for the Champions League. Uh, he's, yeah, well, I just, think if just, they could find another manager, I think they'd hire one. I
1: think, um, b- before we get into the rest of the podcast, what do you think his personal strategy is? He, 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 goes, he goes into clubs normally, has a great first couple of years, then it all goes to shit after. I feel like with United, he just started on year three.
0: I think he's, uh, it's a bit like the bookends of Arsene's career, right? I mean, Arsene got found out at one point. He did, yeah. Yeah, people knew how to play against his teams. He wasn't willing to change, and that was that. And I think that's what Mourinho's doing. And I don't think he's got an answer to the Klops and to the um, Guardiolas of this world. And he's trying to literally hammer his ideas home, and it's just not the right place for that to happen.
1: Yeah, it's... um... It's it's very it's very odd, but I guess when you uh, he's run out of ideas and he's run out of patience for trying, almost
0: he's got the players.
1: He's definitely got the players, hasn't he? I, I, mean, I mean, like this is a s- bit. people like uh, Manchester fans in general splitting hairs over the difference in expenditure between um, Mourinho and Pep, like a bit vulgar when you're an Arsenal fan <laughs> listening in on that. But yeah. ultimately, seventh and top of the league is is a massive difference. It's a huge difference.
0: Um, But you're right. I think we've got, I know we're going to touch on this hopefully in a bit, but, you know, our away form seems to have come back. We have as many away wins this season as we did in the entirety of last season. We we don't seem to be too phased by many things, um, but it's a big occasion. So this is going to be the test of these players. You know, Sunday, then straight up the motorway to Manchester on Wednesday night. I mean it doesn't get a bigger test for this group of players. It could either be a huge hit of sporting dopamine, or it could be
1: a huge like a huge I don't know I, I, I always find myself making suicide references. It could be <laughs> could is it it could Feels be, like it could that, be a, not a not not a very good feeling, is is what I'm saying. I know. So, so, before we're going to talk about that at the end of the show. Um, before we jump into the Bournemouth game, just a, a little, like, how are you feeling about Unai Emery before the Bournemouth game?
0: I was, you know, I, I think people have worked out now. I'm a, um, I'm a pragmatist and a glass half full kind of guy. So, I was, I was very positive. Um, I think, you know, everybody's going to be forgiving of a manager in his first season, especially after what we've been through for the previous X number of years. I can't count the first half of our sounds around that way. But, um, so I think he's going to be forgiven a few things. Um, that said, um, I started to look at the data because you've driven me to do that now. Uh, and <laughs> we are pretty much in the same position we have been after 13 games the last five or so seasons. I think 12-13 and 13-14, we had slightly worse starts than this but we'd played some of the bigger boys earlier in, that, in those seasons. If we go back a year, we were a point less. Two years ago, I think we were exactly the same. Three years ago, a point more. You know. So I think it's too early to tell. Um, but here's the thing. Um, we've lost fewer games the, yeah. than we have done in the previous five. Um, we've drawn a few more, but we've won more. So um, I think he's changing the culture at the side slowly. So, I'm still I'm still hopeful. I'm still out there. I think we've got a big issue with the number of players that are either again we'll talk about this, but going or injured. Yeah. Um, I think you know we're starting to lack depth. We're coming up to the busiest time of the year. We've then got the second phase of the Europa League kicking in. We've got the cup competitions kicking in. This is when it this is when it matters. They come thick and fast. These games now, you know, come the end of the calendar year, we will have been would have played 20 games, you know, beginning of January, something like that.
1: You also, this time of the year, you reap the rewards of how well you've planned your training, how well you've rotated players. 100%. It was almost, you could almost time it to the the match with Wenger. Like when, when we hit December 5th, someone's like someone's hamstring is going to ping. Then and someone's going to, yeah, someone important, always yeah. someone, someone important. Like Theo would go, Ramsey would go Cazola would go. And then yeah. we wouldn't
0: have the players to yeah, come in. Totally. Um, I think we've just, you know, looking at this sort of briefly, I think we've definitely got a problem up top with, I know Welbeck isn't exactly the world beater, but he was starting to get himself into the side, definitely provide options even if he wasn't playing a whole game, we now have... I mean, Uwebe's a forward, right? But he's not a striker. We have genuinely only got two out-and-out strikers. Great. They're both 50, 60 million-pound players, which is fantastic. Can they carry the weight for the whole season? One of those gets hurt? Not fancying Nketiah? Yeah, but how much can you ask a kid to do? Yeah. You know? Very inexperienced. Very inexperienced. I mean, I'd love for him to be the answer and for to come on and... You know, we need someone that's going to put in another fifteen to twenty goals this season, across all competitions.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's um, you know, and maybe that maybe that's bringing Reese back on loan.
0: Yeah, I, that might have to be the case. I mean, he's having a he's having a good time. He's definitely
1: he's having a great yeah. He's having a and I, I, my, my personal opinion is probably leave him out there. Yeah, I, I tend you know, to agree don't, with that. Don't break the form. No. Like no. Two,
0: two's Very tempting, isn't it? Yeah,
1: because because two good months of form can make you think um, that he'll be able to do it in the Premier League comes back doesn't get into the side for a yeah. month and a half and then 100%. comes in has a few bad games and then is you know it's you know, over it's, for him. In confidence has gone again. No, totally. Okay, um, so we we jumped into um, a different section which was terrible. I should have kept it on track, but I didn't. <laughs> um, so let's just let's let's get right into that Bournemouth game. Um, good win, a really fucking good win.
0: I thought so. It's the first time I felt. I think the three draws, one of those we were unlucky. One, we were lucky to get a draw. And the other one was the Liverpool game, which we just thought it was a good result, actually, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was a fantastic game. But the, um, this was a game that looked like it could have been another draw. An away game, Sunday, you know, all of those kinds of things. And we worked hard. You know, we went down to, a, actually, we could have been 2-0 down. Yeah, yeah, we. we yeah, <laughs> I thought that was a good goal. Um, and uh, very lucky, superb volley. <laughs> How unlucky was that away? Um, own goal, rather. Unbelievable volley. Felt sorry for him as well because uh, he was hurry. trying so hard, wasn't he? For it. Yeah, it was one of those. Um, but we held again. You know, we kept off. We kept our. We kept our nerve. We kept our shape. We didn't lose our heads. We kept working it through and we got what we deserved I think um, I think there's some fantastic performances in the last few weeks um, Torreira's just becoming the linchpin of this side in the way that Gilberto Silva was years ago and you know hopefully we've got to wrap him up in cotton I mean he looks like he's not going to break but
1: he certainly looked tired by the end of that game yeah, didn't he yeah
0: he did but he's, he's probably just, been, just he's a little guy he's a, he's a, he's a wee man yeah. but he, you know to his credit, he'd been, and look, by the way, this is after an international break, so he's been to Uruguay and back. Oh, and no, he was, he played oh in no, London, played he played in played, London
1: played, but he, he had to chase Neymar. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so well, that's harder, yeah. yeah. Might, probably um, the same sort of exertion as a flight.
0: So I thought he's played, I think actually our back four was side. aside. Um, I think the two fullbacks have looked solid. Um, I think uh, we're playing Mikatarian a bit more. I think uh, he's done all right, but I think I think he was found wanting a little bit in the second half against uh, against Bournemouth. I don't know what you think.
1: He got uh, got a lot of critique for how he played on the ball, and rightly so. Like he's yeah. uh, like hit passes, over-hit passes. Yeah, like he was just not keeping the ball under off, the bar. He? Yeah, he didn't. Uh, uh, and for the for their goal, and he didn't track back no. with gusto, did no. he? He was kind of like pottering at the bottom of my screen. But uh, a lot of the tactics bloggers were saying that his movement was exceptional.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I tend to agree with that. I think he's played. He's had a. He's had a couple of decent games. He's had a good run of it. Uh,
1: interesting as well that uh, he he didn't have a very good season under Klopp in his final year um, because he's a more intricate player and Klopp is uh, like what does he call it like rock and roll football? Yeah, yeah. Um, and he had his best season under Tuchel, and Tuchel played him as a sort of roaming number ten, and occasionally out on the left, like when he's trying to connect play.
0: Yeah, he, which I think, actually, which puts him in direct composition with Özil, right? Which I think, then... but he
1: can work, can't he? Like, so like, would he, like could could he be the number? T- like, he's not the number ten that Özil is at his best, but Özil can only do sixty percent of the game, forty percent. Is yeah. tracking back, is pressing, is doing the bits that he doesn't want to do, is being physical.
0: Uh, I think, um, so I'm the biggest meso-apologist in the world. I think he's one of the finest players to play for the football club.
1: Ezotologist.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I think, it, uh, you know, he was dropped. I didn't really buy why he was dropped on Saturday. I'm happy for him to be rested because we've got two huge games coming up. I think you look at the previous three to four weeks, giving him the armband. Well, I mean, he's put in some. Performances and he has put in some shift. Leicester, he put in a great performance. Absolutely, and I think so. He can do it. And uh, his
1: best game of 2018 for me was Chelsea in the semi-final of
0: the League Cup, yeah. where he was dominant, ragged, strong. But it is amazing a when he has those games. I think it is. I think it is who plays around him. And I think he's. Um, I don't know. Is he rising to the occasion a bit more for the bigger games? I don't know. I thought he had a good game against Liverpool.
1: I think he it just picks and chooses too often. And I, I, I wonder whether Emery had a slip of the tongue when he said he didn't play him because it was a physical game. I wonder whether, whether whether he was trying to say, I'm protecting him for yeah, the Spurs. I
0: tend to agree with right? that being the outcome. And you've got to remember, we're talking about a guy whose first language isn't English. He started learning it three months ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he might have been entirely innocent. It's just like, he's going to sit on the bench because I've got two huge games coming up and he's my rock star player. I tend to see slightly more of that than he's not good enough to play against Bournemouth.
1: Yeah, it, and it, it doesn't. Um, it's, it's the sort of thing that feeds rabid fans like me oh, who don't... wants to not like Ozil <laughs> particularly. So when I hear that, I'm like, see, I, I told you. But I just can't believe the uh, manager at that level with a player of that price tag would hang him out to dry for no real particular
0: reason, especially not beneficial, right? It's not beneficial to anybody to say It's also not his style. No. I mean, he's not Mourinho, right? No. That that is Mourinho's style. Yeah. It's like, you know, literally never, don't talk to him for two weeks, make the guy feel like shit. Um, So I think there's a little bit less than the, less of the um, hype than people are are suggesting. Um, But look, we are where we think we should be, I think mean, well, Matt set the challenge of win nine games before the Liverpool game. We won eight and drew one. Yeah, all of us, all of us would have taken that. Oh my god, all <laughs> of
1: us would take seventeen games unbeaten. Seventeen
0: games unbeaten. Um, we seem to be holding it together. Mustafi aside, uh, I'm going to say that a lot at the back. Yeah, um, I think Leno's coming. I think he's clearly our number one keeper now.
1: He he's um, he's making the like I always said. Um, Almunia would never save the shots that you expected him not to save. Um, like the, the best keepers keep those shots out that you're like, no way is he going to get saved. Remember, yeah. da- even David Seaman yeah, at the back yeah. end of his career? Was it Sheffield United in the FA Cup where he forked
0: oh, it out? Yeah, the greatest save ever. Oh, unbelievable. As well,
1: yeah. Alex Menenga in the quarterfinals. Of the, is it League Cup against West Ham? Where he had that absolutely blinding yeah. game and he kept everything out and I don't think I've seen a performance like that in goal like Czech has rarely delivered that performance no and he's apart from this season yeah, when, true, he, had a bit of, when he had a bit of competition um, but Leno uh, he gives so much to the side from yeah. like the way that he positions himself like totally. the, the, you and know to a, receive the ball
0: bigger than I thought as well actually
1: yeah he's just very slight of frame yeah exactly he? the, he's the, actually the quite
0: tall he's really agile you can clearly distribute the ball out the back in the way that the boss wants. Yeah, I was watching. Um... And he's actually he's got a great save on. I was watching he's confident coming running out of goal at set pieces as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, he, and he makes a decision and he sticks by it, even yeah. if even if it's a shit one. No. <laughs> no, which is I fine. You'd
0: rather they did that than nothing, than, or a than no
1: man's land or whatever it might be. But yeah. yeah, he's. Um... He's cemented himself as number one, no doubt. And it, it, I was watching, um, I can't remember who it was. It's, uh, I was watching a, a, like an Austrian football match at the weekend and they've got a, they, the, the keeper from a, a sweeper perspective actually moves up to the halfway line to be no. the the fourth or the fifth defender, joins the back line. Because it gives them more options. Like, so you're watching it. You're like, this is so dangerous. So you can see that the football keeps on evolving and evolving. Yeah. And at least now we've got a keeper that, if that becomes part of the game, he, like a, he's the guy. Here's
0: the other thing. I think there was a lot of focus on Czech playing that role and playing it out with his feet and all that kind of stuff. L- Leno is playing it out with his feet a lot of the time. He's also picking it up and just distributing it very, very quickly.
1: He, and he's by it, hand
0: if he needs to. You know, and you, which is actually reminds me a lot of what. What used to happen? I mean, Seaman was very, very quick at getting the ball out. You know, and
1: Schmeichel, like with yeah. those like halfway line throws back in the day.
0: Well, less that, more just literally quick roll out to your, you know, to your right back or to one of your centre halves to move the ball forward quickly um, and get it into your midfield. I just think, I think it it's just, it's just, I think it's working. I th- you can see the nucleus of a side here. Uh, there's things we'd want to polish, improve, or change, and you're right. There's still the odd thing we'll talk about that will be: is it or is it Mkhitaryan? When do both of them play? All of those kinds of things. Um, but as I said, the games are coming thick and fast. They're all going to have to play.
1: C- question um, for you: Do you think that the style that we're playing is overly simplistic, and it might be like? So we, we, we cycle the ball through the back yeah. and then we move it forward, we try and find it out wide and we knock it in the box. It's yeah. kind of... Yeah. That's, that's the overall pattern, yeah. which, is, which is why perhaps like, we struggle to bring an Ozil-like player yeah. into the game because yeah, we're trying to great. cycle the ball out wide. I think you've got to start somewhere, right? So do you so, think, so do, do you think this is layer one?
0: I think this is layer one. I think this gets better. Um. You're right. We're not playing it through the middle in any way. There's none of those incisive passes that you know the kinds of a Bamieang love running onto. It, are, are, are we playing
1: peak Moisey, but along the ground? <laughs> That's unfair. I'm joking. I'm joking. It isn't it. But, um, you,
0: but you, you know, no, like it it's, 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 it's it, a it simplistic model.
1: It is simple. But, um, but maybe maybe it is like you start with the basics. This is how I want to play. With the basics.
0: I still think that everyone's least favourite player, Granit Xhaka, is part of the reason we do that. I think we've got nothing.
1: And the system, system work. He makes that many passes because the the way that Emery plays yeah. it is it almost has to start at the base, yeah. find the width, find the width and or, then, or find an intricate midfielder in the final third. Right?
0: Yeah, I think if um, I think if you have a different kind of player alongside Torreira, I think you get a different answer. Do you and uh, what, do you
1: think that that different player moving forward is going to be Gwendozi, or do you think? But um, is part of the mix. I mean, he's, he's, he's certainly not going to be ready for no, another year. No, be... I
0: know. We were quite bullish early on. He looks good. He's not going to be great, ready for right? a year or two. I think it's down to, to where he wants to play Guendouzi mm-hmm. over time. I think he's going to let him play in a number of positions in the middle for now. Um, and again, keep it simple. Get the basics right. And then we start to mature it.
1: Okay. So I think we've covered quite nicely a lot of ground there. on the the Bournemouth game. In part two, we're going to talk budgets. And welcome back to part two of the Arsenal Opinion podcast. Uh, So before we get into this section about budgets, um, I think it's uh, congratulations is in order, but not for you, Ash.
0: No, not for me. Great day for Sol. Big Sol.
1: Yep, he's got a job.
0: Finally, someone's taken a chance on him. Yeah, I think it's great. I think he's. I think there should be a Rooney rule in Britain. I don't see why you wouldn't have that. Um, he's been very open about the struggle, but he's also been very positive in working with the FA on on how to get more BAME coaches into the game. Uh, he said so at the press conference at Macclesfield Town today. He takes on the team bottom in the league, haven't won in 12 games, so it's not going to be easy. You know, he's a guy who's, who's clearly one of the greatest defenders of his era, mm-hmm. if not the, yep. um, who's got a FIFA Pro license. It's not even a B badge or an A badge, you know, a full Pro license. And the guy's struggled to even get a, you know, an assistant coaching role. So, um, you yeah, know, he, he did a stint with the under, England Under-21 team with the FA, and I think this is a great, great opportunity for him. Um, oh, it's going to be tough yeah it's going to it's going to be really difficult I mean I've been to Macclesfield it's not exactly the same as uh, any of the places he's used to Um, not a great ground sorry Macclesfield town fans but uh, we're spoiled in the Premier League but um, yeah look it'll be interesting to see him to see how he does I think he's a he's an intelligent bloke I think his challenge will be communicating his ideas across to a group of players very very quickly Mm -hmm. and getting them to do what he wants I think if you can get them organised, that's a good baseline, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. And the, the, being a being a manager isn't about having all of the answers yourself. It's about you know, time. like it's about,
0: it's about creating the environment where all the answers are. Yeah. eventually put together. You know, it's I worked with a,
1: a professional in sport once, and he was like, "Because I, I know all of the weaknesses of the manager that I hire." And I make sure that for every weakness, he has a coach or a personality around him that softens that edge. So it's like, totally. Sol's got his eccentricities,
0: but so did Brian Clough. Yep.
1: You know, so did so did Wenger. You know, they all do.
0: Yeah, and you know, uh, God, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but you look at some of the current crop sort of most recent crop players that have become managers, Frank Lampard at Derby being one. Mm-hmm. You know, who they're putting around them. Who they're hiring around themselves are you know people are highly regarded. I mean Jody Morris, which is a horrible thing to say as well. Highly regarded coaches. He is a high, yeah. highly regarded coach. Yeah, yeah no, you. I know. Who's been around in the game for four or five seasons and is now working alongside him to you know soften that blow. Um, I think it's uh, I think it's good. It'll be interesting to see who he can uh, convince to join him. I don't know if he'll be taking anyone from our manor. Hopefully not. No, Thierry did, didn't he? <laughs> he said, "Who
1: did he take?" quampadu
0: yeah, Thierry had his first win as manager as well last week. Yeah, I know. It's
1: been a rough, rough uh, baptism I of fire for oh him. Oh,
0: God, he looks a, a lonely man in that dugout and that empty stadium every week, doesn't he? I think it's uh,
1: Vieira. How's he doing? I think he's doing better than Thierry, right?
0: They play each other. Is it this week or next?
1: Ooh, next. But Again, uh, oh, so we're a, we're a niece in the... Oh, a seventh.
0: Seventh, I was about to say between fifth and tenth. Not,
1: not, yeah, not terrible. Um, equal points to Saint-Étienne that are sixth, within two points. He's within three points of top four. Can't
0: argue with that, can you? No, but he picked up a side that wasn't exactly in trouble there.
1: Yes, so, very true.
0: So I think you know, different for Omri and for Campbell. Yeah,
1: very. Yeah, so okay, going to be going to be interesting, but great to see. Um, Great to see more diversity in football management across the board, right? 100%. Okay, so um, we're going to get into the heady subject of transfer budgets. I was told by somebody um, who works um, in or around um, Arsenal uh, over the weekend, not to get my hopes up about transfer uh, budgets next summer because it's very likely to be closer to 30 or 40 million versus the hundred million that we've grown to expect over the last few seasons. So um, obviously very deflating. Um, Everybody seems to have uh, an oligarch or shake willing to um, invest money through all sorts of different channels. We've seen Manchester city getting called out and uh, football leaks for Upping their sponsorship deals um, beyond the realities of the market. Um, we know that Chelsea have been. What did, what did Wenger used to call it? Financial doping. Financial do- and it's true. It's absolutely true, right? right. Um, I've, I And you know, before we get too deep into uh, the, the Arsenal side of things, um, I feel like we're like the fans are getting fucked from everywhere. So on the one hand, you're like the uh, 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 like our guy Vinay or whatever his name is, um, um, Raul are talking to the other clubs about a Super League and you're like, oh, shit, that's terrible. Like maybe FIFA will save us. Then FIFA are talking about a World Cup every two years and Infantino is setting up a shell company to move all of the rights to the World Cup so that he can take greater ownership of the most corrupt organisation in the world. And you're like, oh my God, when does it stop? There's no, there's no one to save us.
0: No, so- there isn't. I think... Um- I think all the governing bodies have had a rough couple of years. Yep, and I think they view themselves as right. We got through that now, and uh, screw it, we're going to go for glory. And I, th- I, th- I think you're right. I think enough is enough. I think the FIFA situation is, frankly, uh, I, they, the, the all, words. I mean, just like a rogue state. They don't play. They don't pay for these fucking players. No, right for these tournaments. Out of, I was a stat in the Times a couple of weeks ago at the start of the international break. Out of about eighty odd players that featured in the knockout stages of the World Cup that were that play for Premier League clubs, fifty-seven of them had had an injury so far.
1: Spurs have had seven muscular injuries that can be attributed to fatigue. Well, that's because they're working on a building site in their spare time. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Learning, like getting their certificates for being
0: a a, a Sparky. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's a staggering number. It is a huge number. And actually, it kind of alludes to something that you said earlier on about the Bournemouth game, about managing time. You know, Emery was very smart. Torreira had a very, very gentle introduction. But yet, Still look knackered on on, on the weekend, right? You yeah. Said and
1: it. Now, we're, you, now we're heading into December when, when it's a ridiculous crunch. I mean, we all love it because it's very British. Oh, I mean,
0: it is. Like, it is the best. Yeah.
1: Like, wake up, watch football, go to sleep with a hang. Wake up with a hangover, watch more football. Like, yeah. it's just oh, uh, no, relentless. It awesome. But it's. Um, It's not good for the players. And ultimately, as a football fan, you want to see the best players at the peak of their physical powers every game.
0: Look, I I don't get this Nations League thing. Stop it. Just make it go away. Give us the product that we love and put your arms around it. And then sure, there's got to be other competitions and other things. But people, you and I both know where we live. We go to the pub, we'll have these conversations and you will ask those football fans would you rather your team won the premier league or england won the world cup i'd rather ask them on the premier league to be absolutely does not make me not want england to win the world cup by the way but it's a second order priority for me and um and it's a different sport to cricket and it's a different sport to rugby where the national team have this huge focus mm-hmm. it's the other way around because football was born in communities and that's how it's generated over the years in many many countries and i think People need to start to respect that a little bit. This European Super League thing—if that happens, I'm done.
1: I j- I just don't want it. I, I, don't, think, want I,
0: don't, it. I don't. I don't. Care. I, I am not going to get excited about going to play. I don't know whoever finished fourth in the French league last year. You know, followed by whoever finished third in the Belgian league. It's like that is just not interesting. I I, I still think. There should be more knockout football in the in the European competition. Just pure
1: knockouts. What, like the I, I don't, like don't the mind European the next
0: Cup. Like the, yeah, but the, you know, there was something so magical. Like the Cup winners cup, season we won it. The playing over two legs, home and away, those are magical nights.
1: I had to go through a research piece uh, because we had Alan Smith on here and like going, yeah. like, going through that Cup Winners'
0: Cup game, like PSG, that's uh, oh, unbelievable. And, you know, 85, 90% of the time, the best teams in the world, the best teams in Europe were playing in those competitions. Like you go and talk to any Celtic fan, right? And no matter how old they are, the one thing they they bought up on is the '67 Lisbon Lions and the photographs and the people have watched the game and it's still on YouTube and it's just you know people go mad for this stuff and I think that is a much better format. All they're trying to do is eke more games out to eat more revenue out to eat more money into coffers in Switzerland.
1: Also, like, uh, just say that you Arsenal dumped the Premier League to go and be bottom half of the table team in a European Super League like where where is the where is the joy like, in traveling around Europe there isn't to watch yourself be an average side right it's, it's, it's not even
0: about being the average side it's just that uh, I like playing Everton I like Crystal I do. Palace I love Palace I, always an amazing game I
1: like the rivalry yes. of going into the office and being like John, you
0: the fact mug. that you have you know so many professional teams in London in one city yeah, and we play what eight eight away games in London, now? six away games in London, I don't know when, whatever it might be. Um, that's fun. I like it when QPR are in the Premier League. And you
1: know, you know what I don't like. You know what I don't like? <laughs> Group stages of the Champions League. No,
0: I really don't. Fucking
1: boring. But like, like, the game we're playing on Thursday.
0: It. Like we By the way, we haven't even clocked that we're playing on Thursday. In a oh, meaningless it, game,
1: and some quite important news came out earlier that it's been moved to Kiev because you know Voska is under martial law or oh, yeah, something anyway. like that. Anyway,
0: uh, but again, the, the,
1: the, <clears like throat> because um, of uh, footballing political correctness, we're out in the Ukraine playing in a shitbox stadium in minus thirteen degrees. Yeah, it's a what's like a four-hour flight, uh like minus 13 degrees is not good for the body. Playing no. on a rock hard pitch is not good for the body. No. So, what um, uh like what, what Ahead of of time? Ahead of playing United and Spurs. Yeah, and then even, you get to the knockout stages of the Europa League and you're playing Ostersunds. I mean, it's quite fun in, well, it's not fun because we lost. I mean, but
0: We lost the, the uh, was it the first leg last year? No, I know, but I do despair. Yeah. I don't know what will fix it.
1: No, no. And, um, it could, because it's like, well, you, you go harder at FIFA and FIFA want to make things more international and want to bring more games. You you move to the oligarchs and the sheikhs and they want to cut out all of the competition and work an almost US style of sporting franchises and no one gets promoted, no one gets relegated. Just be dull. And the, the, I, I wonder if there is a cut-off point. It, like, do do football fans have the, the I'm done switch? Like, do you have to... Like, fuck this. I can't connect
0: with this no, anymore. I'm, yeah. I, it's it's hard for a lot of people. I absolutely... I get the hankering for the past. I really do. Because, you know, the age I am, I've seen, I've seen I've seen the worst of it and I've seen the best of it, you mm-hmm. know? And everything in between. Um, it does feel that this is genuinely a new era. I think three or four clubs which have got the big backers are ready for it and they're driving it. <clears throat> and I think... Everyone else is late to the party, and I think it's not a party that's easy to join. You know, when the Premier League was formed and uh, the Big Five broke away, those Big Five are arguably not the Big Five, anywhere near the Big Five anymore, you know? Um, So I think... um, But I don't think anything's going to stop it. It's a juggernaut that's, that's sort of flying. I think if the... I think one of the things that's interesting that might change from a Premier League perspective is um, Sky's money and resources are changing with their change of ownership. And while I don't see the new owners walking away from the Premier League, I think it'll be interesting. I think BT Sport are almost done with this now. I think you know it's a long game and it looks like they've got a new CEO. Whether they're going to carry on Putting that kind of money in, there's no other player. Dazone, uh, sniffing. They yeah, spent three hundred
1: and fifty million on Canelo. And who's the? What's the other group? 11,
0: 11 something. Yeah, but they're resellers. So these are none of these people have got broadcast infrastructure. the other one is Amazon. Whether Amazon come in and and did, uh, like obviously like you,
1: you you work in and around um, the broadcast game. Did did BT buy?
0: a whole infrastructure or did they borrow it? Like how, like how did they enter that? Uh, and how are they
1: going to exit?
0: It's a combination, right? I mean, there's a lot of costs that go into these things but there's also, you know, you can de-risk it by working with a lot of third parties. So, you'll find that a number of the companies that supported ESPN or, you know, say S- Tanta and all those companies okay. and that talent group and the third parties and the industry that's around it is kind of still there. If you're a commercial provider of, outside broadcast equipment take the business no matter whose it is right um trucks and satellites and cables and cameras it's you know, kind of their core that's what they do the um yeah it is harder to get out of when you've started to do I mean, it's not like bt had a broadcast platform before they had to build studios and do things like that so um i don't see bt getting out of sport completely i think they might rebalance their focus uh based on their results um, but I might be wildly speculating look they've just you know there's still a couple of years to go before another deal
1: and then you would imagine that perhaps uh, Netflix like Amazon are in live sport uh, Amazon
0: Amazon are going to be the big boys in live sport now I think it's whether Facebook or Google get into it next um,
1: or Apple like, Apple have had a, a dalliance in, uh, in premium TV but apparently live is harder to do like oh, oh really yeah. but but live um, live brings you more eyeballs. Yeah, more eyeballs. Without a doubt, it's worth because way the, more. What have Amazon got? Tennis. I think they've got some of the NFL. Like that's some like prime of prime over here.
0: Um, uh, simulcast, so they're not the. They're just retransmitting someone else's right. um, coverage. But uh, they are doing some shoulder program around it. But um, look, it's an interesting time from that perspective. But it's another way for the fans to get fucked. Yeah, no, well, right. n- now all I have this, to have all, all of, of these fucking no, no. things. Well, exactly. Originally, it was, it was on one place. I paid one price and I got it. Yeah. And now it's, well, it's on four things and I've got to get all four. It's costing me more. Well, hang on, competition's supposed to make this, you know, what it's also doing is driving the inflation and the rights costs. So I'm not sure it's exactly had the right outcome from a fan's perspective, but um, football has changed completely. Mm -hmm. and it's not going to go back to where it was. I think it's about finding the the happy medium. I think all the clubs know in the top eight to top ten, Chelsea aside, because they really got, actually have got a small fan base, but um, I think they know they can fill their grounds whether you and I turn up or not. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's the thing. And the chances are the people that come one or two times a year are going to walk into the armory store, blow a couple of hundred quid as well, but, but like we it, wouldn't be seen dead in that.
1: But even <laughs> even there, the, the average age of the Premier League season ticket holder is forty three, and then and that stat's been following me around for about five years. Like they're doing a very bad job of bringing through the yeah. the kids. Like I, I I I grew up going as a as a ten year yeah. old, but like in the British economy at the moment, can you afford a twelve hundred pound ticket to take your? five six year old like, I know that you can do like well, junior gunners or whatever
0: well no you need two tickets yeah right and think about the whole match day cost and experience train tickets car, whatever it is you it's not cheap you're easily dropping uh,
1: like outside of your ticket like 70 easy like you get a yeah. pie and mash yeah. get a drink in the ground even if you're being programmed. high
0: conservative and you know but you're not you're gonna you have you're gonna enjoy it while you're there so mm. It's tough. I don't think um, I don't think subsidies for tickets is the right answer. I think I think there's got to be a different model. I think the way to lower prices is to genuinely consider things like safe standing. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Uh, I think making the games slightly more accessible. I think um, I don't know. Maybe packaging up the tickets differently. I would genuinely... I have mean, still got my season ticket. I'd go back enough to be able to use it. If not, I've got a very close friend who uses it. It's always sat in. You know, I make sure it isn't going to waste. Um, the... I think packaging the tickets... I'd happily buy a Premier League-only ticket. What, for the TV? No, for... In the stadium. Oh, sorry. Okay, so like the... Th- yeah. Yeah, 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 at reduced cost and let... The Champions League games go and the Cup games go. And if that means I don't get a Cup final ticket, I think that's a happy compromise right now. But I think there's got to be a way of reducing the costs to get people to come back more and more without them sort of hitting refresh, buying a red membership, you know, hoping to get two seats together. It's just not... Technology's way better than that now. You should be able to subset, like if you
1: create a safe standing zone, I mean, obviously not this but if you can fit three times as many people in that individual amount of space then you know reduce the ticket prices accordingly
0: yeah totally
1: and in germany they have the bit behind the goal don't they that's yeah so the safe standing bit and that's for people uh, like under the age of 25 and like the corporates yeah. subsidize those tickets totally. and it's 200
0: i think the german model is really interesting um i i loved the f- It's like you'd you'd expect Bayern Munich's prices to be like us. I've been to that stadium, it's a phenomenal ground. And um, their most expensive, like their cheapest season tickets, like 500 euros. Cheapest? Yeah. (laughs) I don't even remember when it was 500 quid. No. And it's good football. And it's good football. Yeah. Although slightly troublesome, football. Rooms yeah. are Arsene's going to take. Oh,
1: <laughs> Arsene and Aaron Ramsey going to Bayern Munich. That says it all for me. There you go. Anyway, like back onto it. So um, we've got so we've got a, a small pot of money because our uh, because FIFA are putting it into a company of their own. Yeah, FIFA are fucking <laughs> us. So uh, there's uh, potentially we've got a two hundred and ten million pound salary. Uh, w- wage, wage bill. bill
0: one of the highest
1: one of yeah one of the highest so, someone was saying oh, it's the 5th highest in the Premier League it's like well it you know oh, maybe it should be maybe it should be but
0: not only the 5th highest it's one of the top 10 in Europe
1: yeah and Spurs have a 129 million pound wage bill and we've got a 210 million that's quite that's quite a substantial difference and I know that there's reasons but what like my, my point is don't blow all your money on a wage bill like there needs to be some sort of reset or restructuring so that we pay players according to their ability which is a novel idea
0: yeah I mean I hate giving the spuds compliments but um, they locked a lot of players into long term contracts two seasons ago knowing full well they had to pay for a grand by the way no different to what we did except our experiment failed with the players that we had Um, and the you know the way they're funding their stadium the Revenues are way higher now from TV, etc. cetera. So they're in a slightly different position. Um, that said, they are homeless. Yeah. <laughs> I the, the state, <laughs> I mean, I, like, I know everyone's, it looks so, quite good. I don't. It looks like a good, uh, it's looks like a toilet bowl. The, um, yeah. Oh, anyway. that, that cock thing. <laughs> Not yeah, the gold the, cock. Yeah, uh, gold cock. Anyway, um, our wage bill to me, when you look at the squad, it's not a two hundred and ten million pound a year wage bill squad. No, it's um. There's some. It's just there's some not.
1: So there are uh, there are five players that are quite well paid that are going to leave, like Ramsey, Welbeck, Czech Monreal, and Licksteiner. Uh Ramsey five point seven million a year. So if you total those guys up, it's twenty two and a half million. The, the, and then, then there's so those guys are going on a free, and yep. so you, you you free up the wage bill, yep. like you can spend that on what you want. Reality is, we're probably going to have to replace two of those, Ramsey and Montreal for sure. And I struggle to see how we can do that for any less
0: than fifty million. I yeah, I tend to agree.
1: Then you got the transfer list, so players that we want to see out. you're the, the player that I, I feel from our conversations that you most want to see go. His own nanny, not a fan.
0: I'm not not a fan. I'm. Uh, he's not in the team. We just signed a massive new contract. Um, Emery clearly can't find a way for him to play other than in dead rubber games on a Thursday night. Uh, get him off the books and find someone that he does want.
1: And there's rumours that Leicester are going to be in for him in January. Fifteen Great. million,
0: bite their arm off. Too right. Yeah. I'm nothing against the bloke but he's not a world class just doesn't offer a Premier lot league. does he no he isn't he's a bit one dimensional
1: then um, the other, other players on the transfer list um, rumours that we're going to let Koscielny go that's 4.7 million I wonder whether we're being a bit hasty letting him go in January
0: I don't think we'll let him go in January I think given um, given the Mustafi situation and the Socrates isn't Solid, solid. I think we will hang on to him till the end of the season. I think he definitely wants to see this out properly at Arsenal. I think he deserves it as well. I think he's been a fantastic player for us. Um, if he wants to go back to France at the end of the year, I think that's a... He's always talked they'd have him go back to the French second division and go back to Lorient. Lorient. And, which I think is fantastic for him. and He should do that. But I'd like to... He's our club captain. I'd like, you know...
1: And a good player.
0: He's a great Very
1: good player. good player. Makes a few gaffes, but a very good player. He's an
0: outstanding player. It's, it's he's just given some...
1: his all for the club, you yeah. know? I, do, you do, I always imagine that players stay 29 forever, but he's 33. I know. That he doesn't creptom- look does it. not look he it, does it? Doesn't he?
0: look it, does he? <laughs> I'd like to see him. See, I, I really think he can add a lot this season. Played down yeah. 23s last night. Yeah. So he's come back to fitness. They uh Paul under twenty under twenty three's lost five nil. Yeah, but he he was off by the time they conceded five goals. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was,
1: it was. But uh, it, it, his aura, also, his aura should have carried them
0: through. Well, no, he he was substituted. Then we conceded five. That was also down to the fact that we were down to nine men.
1: Yeah, <laughs> not great. No, not great. Um, Freddie, have a word. Um So other players on that list, um Kalasanak,
0: like just. Uh, just, just, I like the guy. I still think he hasn't had a decent run in the side. But... A nice assist um, at the weekend. Yeah, I think he's got something. But is he your first choice? Left back. No. And if Monreal goes, I mean, not yet. If Mon- well,
1: and Kalasenate, like, not yet. He's twenty-seven. Sell him, sell him while he's got. I mean, but again, we get, we gave him one hundred and twenty grand a week. I can't see. But him. We signed him on a free. We did, yeah. yeah, we did. But so maybe if he does get offered something in the summer, he'll move. Um, Perez, who I found out earns 4.1 million a year, and he's still on our books. He, and every time he comes on against for West Ham, I think they West, say that he doesn't want to be there.
0: No. West Ham, I think, are not paying much of his salary at all, are they? I don't think so. Jesus. Um, I never understood that, do you?
1: Mickey, I? would you keep Mickey? Doubtful. 170 grand a week he's earning. Doubtful, isn't it? Mm, I, but again, who's going to pick him up? Who's going to take him? It's Can't move it's him it's on, right? They'll go
0: back to Germany, don't they?
1: Yeah. Um, and then we've got our two favourites: Carl Jenks. I
0: Sheavers. love the Jenks. Can't we find him a job Can't somewhere? We just, Can't yeah. we just find him a job? Vic Akers uh, didn't get replaced, did he? No, he did. He did? There's yeah. another kit man? That job was up for. Uh, he was director of operations for the first team. I thought about applying for that. (laughs) Yeah, put me down. (laughs) I've run a business. Uh, No. Um, Yeah, look. look, Chambers, I think, probably isn't going to cut the muscle. When you put him up against Holding, who's getting better better by the week, um, easily the best centre-half playing at the moment at the club. Yes. Holding comfortably. Very assured, strong. Um, Got that bolt and grit about him. Oh, he has. Mm-hmm. He's he's played in
1: minus thirteen on a, yeah. on a rock hard yeah. pitch. He's um, he's he ate his dinner in
0: minus thirteen yeah. for ten years. The um, yeah, look, we all love the Jenks because he's a he's an Arsenal boy. I mean that that photo of him in his childhood bedroom. He's yeah. like this never happens anymore. It's pr- this probably, is like football's come back. Probably still is what his bedroom looks yeah. like. That's what yeah. that's what's sweet about him. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, look, I think. Yeah, look, emotions aside, I think that list is probably a fair list. I think you can have a debate over Mkhitaryan. If it's not him, it's going to be one other, right? So, um, okay, so like
1: we, so the, uh, plenty to plenty to clear out of the salary bank there, and then um, then there's the question of selling our big names. So I was like, you know, back in the day, you'd sell Sammy and Azri, you'd sell Robin van Persie. It would hurt you, but you'd hope that the money was going back into the club and it never was. But, but in clubs like Liverpool have sold big names over yep. the last few years. Yep. Like Chelsea, are like almost net neutral on yep. transfer spend because like, they're trying to run like a business. Even Madrid, since 2010, Arsenal have a higher transfer net spend than Madrid. Yep. So everybody knows how to sell players. But then when you look through the big names of who we can sell, the standout one is Bellerin. I, he's the one I wouldn't. I love him. I love him. And, you know, not only is he a, a good footballer, he's got social... Co- he's, the, he's, he's like the, the... He's a role model.
0: I think so. I think... And a
1: fashion god. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, the, but then you look, who else we could sell? Mustafi. Gone. But, not, but like, he's 90 grand a week. Like, who the fuck is going to buy Mustafi? Like, or maybe someone will, right? Like Inter Milan were close; they nearly went to Inter Milan in the summer. And then there's then there's a, a curveball one, and we were speaking about this a little bit earlier. But Granite Jacker is being positioned as better than Jorginho by the the spreadsheet virgins on the internet at the moment. You know, he's made more passes. Da, da 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 da. Cool. I love that. I love that. If you can package up that dream and sell him to United, PSG. He's a £60 million player, right? His statistics are fantastic. Yep. It, you've just got to hope that you get one of those scouts who's just looking at the opta stats rather than watching him game in or game out. Because if you could, if we could get anywhere near that sort of money, surely there is a player that fits our system better than that.
0: Someone who's mobile, can
1: concentrate, you, strong. You
0: know my views on Granada. I don't understand why he's at the football club. I never have. I never will. I and think if we can get if we can get 30 million for him we should take it and, and do, you, do you think it's do you think it's a, but like
1: a arsenal fan perception that he's not that great or do you think it's arsenal just arsenal fans lust for the underdog that no one will buy him no, sorry that arsenal fans lust for the underdog that we big him up that like we have to have somebody who's shit who we actually say no 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 because we well, we, we are we, all, am,
0: we know something you don't know yeah, kind of
1: thing, yeah we've all embodied a little bit of our sin and our hope that we can see the things that don't exist no I, like everybody, everybody, everybody nobody wants to say that Jack is shit just in case in five years time he becomes the neutral Burso and is winning the World Cup for Switzerland
0: I doubt that's going to happen
1: I don't think that's going to happen either so here's, here's the
0: thing right he was already. What was it? we paid 35 million for him? Yeah, three seasons amount. ago, three seasons ago, three seasons ago, three seasons 2015 ago. He came in, so current inflation makes him a 70 million pound player. Yep, all right. There's no way in the world you pay 70 million quid for him. No, no one would. No, not, no, I don't think for a player who is still learning 26, no, 26 years old. I don't get it, and
1: uh. If you factor in the, like the Mustafi and, um, and Jaka signings were the, the signal of our demise, right? We we signed those. Who else did we sign that summer? And Perez. Was yeah. it Perez in that summer?
0: Yeah. And we, then we went from Champions League regulars to so, yeah, Europa League mediocrity. Yeah. Um, now I think I think they're a bad bunch. I think at the time, and by the way, I think this is the reason we got the two hundred and ten million pound wage bill. Was the stadium got paid off, the TV money started to come in, Arsene was in trouble, we started to panic by. Yeah, yeah. And out of that, out of any player in that group, there's not one that was sitting here saying right now should still be at the club. No, I mean, looking at the current first team squad, Lacazette came after it, Iwobi came through the um, youth. Abamian came after it, Welbs we bought, he's gone, Granit Xhaka was bought then, Guendozi's recent, Maiden Nile's youth, Torreira's recent, Ozil, different story, Ramsey's going, Mkhitaryan, we're arguing should go, Elneny, we're saying should go, Kolasinac, we're saying should go, Mavropanos, youth player, came in the last 12 months, Jenks, we said should go, Mustafi, we should said should go, Monreal, said he should go, Holding, youth team player, came in, Lichtensteiner came in last season, Lolo's been around for years Socrates just came in Hector came in through the youth so complete waste of money
1: <laughs> uh, unbelievable right <laughs> and uh, why didn't we panic by Suarez why didn't we panic by Higuain
0: 100% you
1: know or, or even go as far back as like Juan Mata Alonso all of these players where it was just, just a, a little, little bit more, bit didn't more. even Cahill was Cahill like 14 million he went for and we offered Six wasn't that the story that they Seven told in the Tuesday Club? Like that.
0: Yeah, but same same with Stones from Fulham, Smalling from Fulham.
1: Yep, I mean not that I would be begging for Smalling, no, I but, know. You know, but, but it, was it was part very of a, simi- a
0: very similar pattern at the time.
1: I don't know that was also told that we had um, Phil Jones. Yep, in, in like Black- when he was in Blackburn, he course, was a... Quite Phil, a fancy film, Yeah, um, no, I think. Uh, but we did we did avoid one. Like mega panic buyer that would have been Lamar, Lamar at ninety million would have been a disaster. I mean, because so? it would, then it would have wiped out it, that that signing could have wiped out a anybody. lot of money. Yeah, no, a lot, a lot of money. money.
0: No, I think that's fair.
1: And then he went what for forty? Like Arsenal, uh, the only club that makes a big bet, and then the next season he didn't go for. Anywhere near 90 to Atleti, did
0: he? Was it like 45? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. With a huge number of add ons and all sorts of things.
1: Dear, oh dear. So, who.
0: You get to buy three players. What positions are you buying in? We need a striker. Right. Oh, there's no avoiding it. We can't, we can't play 70 games in a season. That's, you know, that's a sizeable cup run in the Europa, uh, Euro- Europa League, the league and quarterfinals of the. Littlewoods Cup or whatever it's called and um, there's no way you can play with two strikers two international strikers they're going to be away for a part of that time as well um, so I think I think we've got to look at that in January I think yes we can use the youth team yes it would be great to see NK here and co get a game but if you're being serious about getting the club into the top four you're going to have to throw some more muscle at it um I think the midfield thing resolves itself at the end of the season when you've got a number of players leaving. If you can get Elneny off the books in January and bring someone else in, I'd be open to it. Mm-hmm. But he's not going to move anyone like Granite Xhaka, who we're saying we would argue should go. You're not going to do that deal in January, are you? That's a, that's a proper summer kind of deal.
1: I mean, if it's for Jorginho prices, absolutely well, not can doing go, that. Yeah, I'll drive him there. <laughs> yeah, he can. In fact, if we get a Jorginho offer in January, I will take. We'll I will get a take go that. fund me for a
0: private jet. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I think if Lolo goes, the Socrates thing, I think, is a bit of a thing. We need a centre half, we need a left back. There's four there, isn't there? Yeah, you just got greedy.
1: Well, there's quite a lot of players that are going to be leaving, <laughs> right? I, th- I, I, I would uh, ideally love low move for Dembele, Kike Marin. I think we won't stop this, talking about this,
0: it. This Dembele thing, it, it's kind of got beyond the kind of rumor in the chat. I think there's an actual chance it could happen. This is no
1: Charles in Zogbia rumor over no. here. This, this feels. And Kike Marin was saying that. The photograph that Dembele had in the summer um, at Obama Yang's party or whatever said that that was like very purposeful that 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 got leaked. I I hope. Also being linked with Lille's Pepe, who looks very exciting, linked to Villarreal's um, Fournelles.
0: Who's the other guy that he wanted from Seville? Central Woodfield. Oh, and he the tried for, Argentinian guy. Yeah, that he tried for. He likes him, doesn't he? Yeah. How oh, I've forgotten his name. Yeah. Look, there's players out there, I think, that he knows at the sort of 10, 15, 20 million pound mark that could come in and do a job while he stabilizes it. I think that's what we've got to go and do. Do
1: and you think the Aaron Ramsey is being put in solitary confinement so that when an offer comes in in January, he's going to jump?
0: I think we'd be stupid to turn down a number if it came in and it was a sizable number given if... Do you the, if think he would leave? do you I think, think he's he has gonna... a choice in the matter.
1: You don't think he'd just hang on for another six months? I... Th- you know he's 28 in December,
0: next month? I think he's a level-headed bloke. and I think he'd have to listen to it if the club accepted the... I think he'd know how he might get treated on the way out the door if he doesn't.
1: You don't uh, want to wait eight months before you're like at that age, like wasting literally yep. a prime year of your yep. career. Just get into another club, yep. get
0: playing, and I think it'll be about money. You know, six months at a much higher salary than he's on now. Plus, he'll get some money because he'll be cheaper because he's not, you know, going to command a huge fee. Unless it's another big swapped kind of deal that we did, Ella Sanchez, Mkhitaryan. Yeah, it didn't work out well for anybody, that one. We'll take Pogba from United, they can have Ramsey.
1: Uh, yeah, I'd take <laughs> that, I'd take that. Right, just quickly, um, before we go, hopes and dreams for the Spurs game?
0: Not, I mean, obviously, the... Not, 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 not a win. Do not a, lose. Do not lose. Absolutely, I think that is a good... That's probably the right answer, actually. Do not lose. I do not want a 5-4. No, no
1: one's heart's <laughs> going to be able to deal with that. I don't think we can
0: cope with that. But I don't think either team's playing that kind of football at the moment anyway. I think it's going to be a really interesting game. And it, does, it doesn't matter who's playing well, does it? Like Spurs have
1: been no, at the bottom of the Form, table and still yeah, taken points off of us. Exactly. Form goes out the window in these derbies. Yeah. yeah. And, it's, and it sounds like a real cliche thing to say, but it's so true. It's so true. Like Spurs were electric against Chelsea last week.
0: Like, <laughs> Slightly, I don't know where that performance came from.
1: Slightly worried how they crowded out Jorginho because I, I worry the Jacker is the key to our attacking play yeah. and he's very susceptible to being pressed. Um but it was a it was a it was a battering ram of a performance and Chelsea didn't know what to do and but at the same time Like a lot of people are saying uh, Arsenal have run more than any team this year. So like they're not going to be able to outrun us.
0: No. Here's the thing with, um, I have, uh, I am friends with many meat, poor people who come from that part of North London. Um, part and parcel of growing up around there, I suppose. Yeah. uh, The, um, they despise Chelsea. I think they're probably up for the Chelsea game a bit more (laughs) for us these days, to be fair. Um, and I think Chelsea have been kind of very quiet in the background poodling along and kinda of like probably thought, yeah, we'll just slip this one through, we'll be alright and I think they just got a team in the in the wrong moment. Yeah, and um, hopefully they spent all their energy and all their talent and all their naus on that game last weekend. What they, they
1: totally fuck up against and, us. and they can't they can't really rest players no. against Inter. Whereas no, we're can't. hopefully not no. sending anyone of importance, so have it like that. That that's a big,
0: yeah. for like no, I think big that's a advantage. That's a very good us, point, right? Um, yeah, we'll see. It's oh, gonna God, be exciting. I'm now really nervous. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm starting to get that panic sweat <laughs> going on. Right. Okay. Cool. Uh,
1: thank you for um, joining us, Ash. Always fun, my friend. Have a have a uh, safe flight to, um, to Old Trafford. You're probably not going to fly into Old Trafford directly, but have a safe flight into (laughs) Manchester or London.
0: Yeah, if I make it. Uh,
1: And thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, Make sure you leave a five-star review after the show. And uh, we'll be back next week for, hopefully, a victorious uh, podcast where we talk about our win over Spurs. Thanks a lot. Streaming your favorite shows, movies, live sports, breaking news, exclusive originals, and every live WWE pay-per-view. It's The Office, Chrisley Knows Best, and Peacock original shows like Funky Brewster. Peacock, watch for free, upgrade for more. Stream now at PeacockTV.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.